Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Funded yet unofficial government agency. We'll take it from here. Who the hell are you? INS Division 6. There is no Division 6. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. You're only here because you're the best of the best. And we're looking for one of you. Hey! What's up? I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. You guys get along all right? No. All right, I'm in. From now on, you will have no identifying marks of any kind. You are no longer part of the system. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Agent R. <laughs> yep. Good. Good. And uh, J.M. McNabb. Why do I always have to follow him when he says ridiculous things? <laughs> yeah, but you actually funny, have letters for your name. So you're basically yeah, a double you're, agent. You're, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> J and M. Yeah. And we wanted to thank our Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much for donating $135 a month to get the podcast early and to get some, some bonus content. Too. Yeah. And there are higher tiers, too, where you get to choose the movie, which we did last week. Yeah. 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 yeah that was fun. If you want to force us to watch a <laughs> cripplingly horrible 80s comedy, you know, just go over to Patreon. I mean, that's why you do it, right? Like you wouldn't do it for any other reason. You'd do it to, like, inflict pain on us, I think. Yeah, and yeah. support the show. <laughs> but mostly pain. Mostly pain. And for our Patreon subscribers, we are kind of revamping the Patreon campaign. And we are going to be doing a podcast a month just for you. It's going to be a bonus episode just for people who subscribe to Patreon at a certain yeah. level. But it's going to be a little bit different. Like, we're not just going to talk about the shit that we saw on Netflix and we fell asleep at in the movie theater. We're going to talk about... The movies that we talk about all the time, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the classics. We're going to do rewatchabilities for the Patreons. Yeah, like a full, real episode. Uh, and we have a good one this month, only yeah. for Patreon subscribers. Weekend We're, at Bernie's. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for that. so long. Really? Yeah. I've been wanting to do that episode, so it'll well, be fun. Yeah. If you want to hear that, go on over to patreon.com slash rewatchability. I think it's at the $5 level. You can get access to that. And like I said, it helps support the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to do one of those every month. Just for you. Yeah. But not Weekend at Bernie's every month. <laughs> well, well, you know, we'll change it up. Well, no, next can... month will be Weekend at Bernie's too, though. Yeah. Well, we're only going to do movies where people pretend corpses are alive. <laughs> so we may run out of movies pretty yeah, quickly. it's pretty limited. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Clue after that, maybe. <laughs> so you can check that out at uh, patreon.com slash rewatchability. And we also want to plug our upcoming live show. We did My Girl last month. We're going to do The Cable Guy. Yeah. Uh, in August. We have to do a different gender alternating. Girl, guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's right. It's the grade seven dance of movie programming. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be at the Royal on August 29th. Yeah, at 7 p.m. So you can catch us there if you want to uh, see our live show. And uh, we want to thank everyone that came out to the last live show. And uh, remind everyone, if you want to <laughs> meet the people on the podcast, us and the guests that we have on live, we can, you can come up and, and talk to us. Yeah, because we also didn't know how many people there were like fans of the podcast and how many people just wanted to see the movie because I felt weird going up to people and like being like, thanks for coming to the show. And they're like, we're just here to see Anna Klumsky, weirdo. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> we're just here because this place has air conditioning. <laughs> it was a hot day. Yeah, that's true. It was a hot day. So yeah, if you come out to the next live show, yeah, and you listen to the podcast, come say, hey. 
Yeah, because we want to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And we should also mention we did try to record the My Girl live show, but unfortunately there were some technical difficulties. So we will release the future ones, but uh, we said we were going to release that, and unfortunately we won't be able to. Yeah, I think Blaine's mic wasn't working. And in retrospect, I shouldn't have asked them to cut Blaine's mic. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, that was uh, – yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, to Men in Black. Uh, Rob, when did you first see this movie? I think we had this on VHS. This was, I think, my younger brother's favorite movie for a long time because I think he got it for Christmas and he just rewatched it over and over. How much again. younger than you was than you was he? He's like five or four, five, four, four, five. I don't know, six years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good math. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but you know, like for him, this was kind of like his Ghostbusters. I think like he had all of the toys and all like like he had like a little activity book and stuff like that. Did you know the rap? I, probably. Yeah. Like he was really big into it, and so I also watched it a bunch, and I liked it. But I was also like more interested in you know other things that like this was kind of like it felt kind of like sanitized and for like you know families almost like you could like anybody could watch this right yeah I mean that's how I remembered it but there there is some like kind of disturbing stuff in it well yeah that's yeah. true too but so yeah I I'd seen it a lot a long time ago and you know it's a movie that I've been thinking about because they've made two sequels they made one a few years ago with Josh Brolin mm-hmm. and then I think they're also thinking about rebooting this or they were no, they are they're they're making it there's even like a teaser poster oh really noticed. yeah with uh with chris hemsworth right. and tessa thompson yeah and i think it's like on imdb it's listed as the men in black spinoff mm-hmm. so i think right. it's maybe not a remake so men much in as, blue yeah <laughs> well i think it's gonna you know it's gonna take place in the world of this movie oh yeah. but they need like a grumpy old dude is that Chris Hemsworth? Is that what Hollywood is doing now? It's like, He's a that's very our... good actor. <laughs> Just put makeup on him. I'm too old for this. Well, I think I was looking at the cast list, and I think the, like, I'm guessing, like, the Rip Torn character is going to be played by Liam Neeson. Oh. Hmm. Because Rip Torn is too drunk? Well, he's dead. <laughs> is he dead? Same thing. <laughs> I don't actually remember if he he's might actually have died. dead. Okay. Yeah. It's confusing because he did that thing where he drunkenly broke into a bank and fell asleep there. And every wait, 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 wait what? Oh yeah, like, you didn't know yeah. just like into the into like the place where the debit machine in the no. bank. Or he the broke ATM? into like a bank vault when he was drunk. How and you... then he fell asleep and woke up there the next day and was arrested. And his excuse was he thought it was his house. Yeah, I think he missed his call on Thirty Rock that day too. <laughs> well, that's the Jesus. thing on all the I'm I can't honestly can't remember if he's dead or not in real life because after that incident, all the franchises he was a part of immediately killed him off yeah. and had funerals for him, like Thirty Rock, <laughs> oh the God. Third Men in Black. <laughs> Wait, I was wondering why that funeral was so funny. <laughs> Him, uh, what about you, Jam? I was super excited about this movie when I was a kid. It hit it. A real sweet spot where I think it was like post Independence Day, so we're all on board with Will Smith fighting aliens. Yeah. Right? And it yeah. was also like the biggest show for me and my friends at that time was the X Files. Oh, yeah. Right. So for obviously, sure. like, this was very much building off of that um, fan base and, and phenomenon. And I'll, I'll never forget this because it was back before, you know, reserved seats and, you know, these giant multiplexes were as Prehistoric prevalent. Prehistoric times. Yeah. <laughs> like generally the multiplexes that were around then were the crappier theaters. Like the screens were smaller. And right. so there were like, you know, the sort of real, uh, you know, premier theaters that you would want to seek out for a big movie like this were, you know, typically two or th- one or two screens and they didn't have reserved seating. So – I remember going to like the big theater in Toronto at the time that had the real big THX sound system before was anyone it like else. Was like downtown? Where was it? No, well, this one is Midtown. It was the York Theater. I think okay. it's a gym now. <laughs> uh, what a gym. And that's where like I see, you know, the Star Wars re-releases, things like that. And there was always like a giant lineup outside and, and you'd go line up. And me and my friends, because this was such a big movie and so hyped up, we wanted to avoid the line and the movie, you know, for the real big movies, what they do is they premiere it at midnight. On like Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
which, you know, they did for a lot of movies, but for the really big ones, they would premiere at midnight and then just keep playing it and never stop playing it till the, you know, until a week later. So <laughs> there was a screening at midnight. Then there was another one, at, you know, like 2.30 or 3. Oh, my God. You live there. No. <laughs> but then, there, well, I didn't go to 2.33, but, you know, I was like, what, 12? But we went to the 7 a.m. screening of Men in Black. Wow. And it was us and one weirdo, <laughs> me and my friends and some lone dude in this theater. Uh so, I mean, we beat the crowds. Yeah. And we, I loved it. We, I thought this was a porno theater. <laughs> the I thought one. this was men in black men. <laughs> that was, I'm pretty sure that was a joke and dirty work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we all loved it. It's yeah. Classic. It was, uh, I think even some of my friends like went back and saw it later that day. We just had a lot of fun with it. I think I also got the, the tape for Christmas. Nice. Yeah. I believe that the... the VHS cover was kind of shiny. Yeah, it has like a hologram yeah. and a shimmer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This is future technology. They took that from the aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those like holographic hockey cards you had, aliens. <laughs> that's that was a secret. It was it's always a aliens. Conspiracy. Marvel and aliens, man. But I, it's funny because like I think because the sequels were so you know far apart, like so delayed, and were mostly pretty bad, like. I think the third one was okay, but it was so far after the, the first one, one came okay. out. Yeah. I was really disappointed by the second one. Yeah. It's never been a movie I've like returned to since, you know, that year after the summer it came out when it was it was really I guess one of my favorite movies. Wow. And then totally kind of forgot about it. Summer um, Love. Yeah. This haven't is, haven't watched it until like talking to an old friend for you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well it was and I watched it. First thing this morning to try to recapture that right yeah, that feeling. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I had a similar thing where um, I was really excited for this movie. I thought saw it in theaters, and then I saw it like I think two more times in theaters. Like I went to oh, see wow. my cousins in like New Jersey, and they went to see it in the theater, and I went with them. And then I came back that summer and saw it again. Like I, I really loved it. I thought you it went was... back to New Jersey to see it. <laughs> That's the only way to see it, New Jersey. Yeah. No, I. I really loved it, and um, I thought it was well done. I thought it was funny and exciting. And the last time I saw it was in like Portugal. <laughs> I was like Wait, on a what? trip. Yeah, it was it was the trip where like I I uh, I proposed to my girlfriend. And, and you proposed while watching Men in no, Black. <laughs> no, not not while watching Men in Black. <laughs> Will you be the K to my J? <laughs> um, Wait, not like this. <laughs> no, come on. Made like a little blaster for her and try to put it on a ring finger. You said we do an Independence Day proposal. <laughs> uh, I got to get me one of these. It's like an engagement ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was. It was. We were walking around uh, Portugal and uh, the whole country and got really tired, so we went back to our hotel. And this was like the movie on. Do you guys ever do that when you're traveling? Like you, you need a day off, yeah, you so just you watch like, whatever's on TV. In the yeah, hotel. exactly. So we did that. And, was it in Portuguese? Uh, no, it was in English. I know. Yeah, which it would have been fun in Portuguese. But yeah, I, I loved it that time too. So it was it was fun to watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, this pre or post proposal? This was this was post. Oh, romantic. This was, this was like yeah. almost married life, like right away. Right. So watching movies, not exploring Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you want to run down the the plot of Men in Black? I sure do. It opens somewhere out in the desert. There's a bunch of uh, aliens. But not the kind you're thinking of. <laughs> there are illegal aliens. There's somebody running people over the border. But that's exactly the amount of excitement the screenwriter told the producer about it. He's like, we're going to go in on aliens. You're like, oh, great. Aliens. Right cool. We love aliens. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is Men in Black movie. There's got to be aliens. No, no. And they're like, no. <laughs> illegal aliens. Like, okay, okay. Sure. And then like all the Trump lovers are like, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, they also, the credits play out over like a... Uh, what kind of insect is it? Like, it's like a dragonfly? dragonfly? Yeah. yeah. It's and really you think, like Burton-esque. Well, it's got that Danny, Danny Elfman, Elfman music right. yeah. and, that feels very – I love that score. <laughs> but you think that the bug is going to be some kind of alien or something, but then it just hits a windshield. and Yeah. yeah. But it, it factors into the rest of the movie with like the bugs and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. It's thematically resonant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good first image. The gun is movie. called a cricket. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of insect oh. stuff. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah, and uh, the the driver of the truck is I don't remember his name, but he's the guy who's also in another movie directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, Get Shorty. He was in Get Shorty too. 
Yeah, he's the guy who's like Delroy Lindo's partner, right? I guess. Yeah, I, I, he, that guy's so good. Like all he's the seen everything. He's, yeah, like right off the bat in this movie, one of the things I like is all the kind of character actors and supporting players are all really great. Oh yeah, John sure. Grease. He was in Napoleon Dynamite and Red. Yeah, a bunch of things. Yeah, but so they get pulled over by INS, but in the middle of that operation, the these other guys move in, and they are wearing all black suits. Yeah, and they're played by Tommy Lee Jones and uh, John Bolton. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he hates illegal aliens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, this is very resonant at this particular time where we yeah. have, I mean, you know, Trump is doing all that terrible shit. Kind of makes me think like the men in black is basically ICE. Oh, no, I actually <laughs> thought it was the opposite. Oh, really? Because they I think there's like a pro-immigration pro-refugee theme running throughout the movie. And I think we're supposed to get that because at the beginning of the movie, like Tommy Lee Jones just lets all the Mexican migrants, he just lets them go. Like he doesn't even care about them. Well, that's not his, they're out of his jurisdiction. Yeah. And he's not, he's also not trying to keep well, I guess he's trying to keep people out of the rest of the country. I don't know. It's yeah. confusing. He's yeah. like, it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, yeah, like a good democratic government put it in. And then like when the Republicans get in power, they're totally just going to like use it to like squeeze people's rights. Yeah. You know? But the writers thought of that because it's not even attached to the government. He explains. It's like they yeah, have their own money. Thank God. <laughs> Trump doesn't know about it. <laughs> exactly. But it is like, I, I mean, we'll see this the more we talk about it. But like the kind of the story we're finding is that the aliens aren't just like evil aliens they're trying to track down and capture like no. most of the aliens are just like trying to make a living yeah they've escaped you know from hostile planets well, yeah and, and they and we like see family family like alien families yeah, and stuff. yeah. like it's very like it's and, a nice picture of these aliens yeah and that's how will smith gets his job when they do that like exercise which we'll talk about where he's shooting all the targets and yeah. he doesn't shoot the uh aliens who are just you know living their lives yeah. yeah, he shoots a small girl, which, which we'll is, get into, which, which is not better. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, but the Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones, he knows one of the guys is an alien, and so he confronts him, and uh, the guy like runs at one of the INS people, so he ends up shooting him after his partner hesitates mm-hmm. and just explodes him into a big ball of goo. Yeah, which I mean. That can't, that doesn't seem like shouldn't there be like some sort of trial or like you know like there's got to be like a like a, a system yeah can't yeah. the men in black wear body cams and yeah. <laughs> or like stun the person instead of just disintegrating yeah, them it's literally a gun that explodes things that's yeah. all they have there's no in between no. <laughs> no. if only those aliens had made peaceful technology it's on them really. <laughs> But John Bolton is too old for this shit. He wants to get back to his private life of, you know, persecuting regular people. (laughs) (laughs) And so Tommy Lee Jones, like, flashes him with the... Whoa, 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 whoa. hey, whoa. He flashes him? Yeah, he takes off his pants. Jesus. (laughs) The weirdest movie. Well, you, you remember, there's like the neuralizer. Yeah. Yes. That's like the big, that was like the big device from this movie. Yeah, it was like a toy that people, yeah. Yeah, and it makes people forget things. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was, you know, it sort of sets it up, too, because he's going to need a new partner. And we also know that Tommy Lee Jones is he's always getting old no matter how old he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's like 300 years old at this point, Tommy Lee Jones. I'm sorry about back then. That happens. Been used to. Spirits willing came. The rest of me... They're beautiful, aren't they? What? The stars. We never just look anymore. No. That was like an unexpectedly sad moment in the movie when like that that old guy is like, oh, look at the stars, you know? (laughs) It's like, look at the rabbits, Lenny. And I was so sad for that guy. I didn't expect to like have any emotional, like, I don't know. Yeah. Reaction to the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> See, <laughs> really I wasn't. I, I feel like part of the movie, too, again, this gets a little muddled mm-hmm. in the story, but I think maybe another kind of progressive theme of it is it's about like taking power away from like old white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cool reading. I kind of like that. Yeah, maybe. But it's also. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's what the movie's saying. Is that no, what Barry I mean, Sonnenfeld? Well, but that's I mean, how it ends. Yeah. Well, like with like with Will Smith and like there's a girl MIB agent as well. Yeah, yeah that's what so I mean. They the two like old white dudes with. Yeah, but Rip yeah. Corn's still in charge. Yeah, they're yeah. going to kill him off in a couple until movies. A third movie, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, so cut to Will Smith. He is in New York. He is a NYC police officer. Wearing he, like a prison outfit. He, what yeah, is, I thought he was dressed like a traffic cone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird orange jumpsuit that he has tied off at the waist. It's a very weird uniform for a cop. I think it was just... I thought like maybe he was undercover before that or something. I think it's just like was the style at the time. Right. right. Yeah. 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 He was just coming back from a rap video. (laughs) Yeah, because it looks like he had like an orange jumpsuit, but like tied off at the waist and a t-shirt. Yeah, it's – and it's like a foot chase, which this baggy outfit seems very not conducive to. Yeah. But, but he catches up to him. Yeah, he's like chasing him down, and like he after like, desecrating the Guggenheim. <laughs> well, and what's the, what's the map of New York in this movie? Because they go from like like the Central Station to the Guggenheim in like two seconds. He's just running anyway. Sorry. Yeah, they're That's my running. Own, my own little crib. <laughs> well, it's so far away. It's like city blocks away. Originally, he was supposed to like track him down to uh, Lincoln Center. I don't right. know if that's any closer, but then apparently. The Philharmonic or whatever were like, charge them more money. And they were like, fucking Philharmonic. Yeah, we'll just go to the Guggenheim. <laughs> and like, fair enough, charge the money. They're like shooting up your doors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Philharmonic needs money, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They probably more just the wanted Guggenheim. like a donation. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe we can do the score. We could do Will Smith's rap video. <laughs> But he catches him up and the guy says something like, your world is about to end and then throws himself off a building and kills himself. Yeah. So Tommy Lee Jones has to come and talk to Will Smith to sort of ask what the sort of situation was. And so he sort of introduces him to uh, – what's his name? At the pawn shop? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Shalhoub. Shalhoub, yeah. Yeah. Who's great. <laughs> he has such a bit part in this movie and I'm like – I watched Wings. I love that guy. And he had such like a small part. Yeah. I want him to have a bigger part. That's all. That's what I'm saying. You no. wanted Tony Shalhoub to have a bigger part. Do you not like Tony Shalhoub? Tony Shalhoub. I don't is... feel one way or another about Tony Shalhoub. He's. <laughs> I think he's a good character actor, but I think that's what like character actors are supposed to drop in, have three lines, be really memorable, and then you see him in something else. He was like what was that Big Night movie? That was him, right? Big Night movie. Yeah, where he's like a chef. Do you remember that? Was that a dream I had? <laughs> Wait, was it called Big Night? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that's, what's wrong with that title? It's better than Men in Black. What's that? He's a chef in a movie called Big... He's not even a knight? I'll look it up. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> people used to... You know, before Marvel movies, people used to make movies about chefs. It doesn't have to be knights and aliens and shit. Yeah, but they call it like Chef or something like that. Yeah, or Chef too. <laughs> Why are you you're so literal? <laughs> Yeah, I, I read that uh, Tony Shalhoub came back and did the voice for the cartoon series as well. That's nice. So that's oh, pretty yeah. cute. We'll yeah, Big that. Night. It was, uh, it was the year before this. It was 96. It was him and Stanley Tucci. I remember that Those being guys a good are movie. great. Yeah. Also, I get them mixed up a lot. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be – that's why I had to <laughs> sure. be like, which guy is this? I thought it was Stanley Tucci. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but the makeup in this movie like contorts everyone's face so much that you're like, is that Tony Shalhoub or someone that looks like him? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and I think we forgot to talk about, because it's already happened, I think, in the chronology of the movie, the part where the flying saucer lands on the farm and yeah. we get some like... Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio action. And he mm-hmm. is like, I did not realize that was Vincent D'Onofrio until no. today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they like when because I had seen like Happy Accidents and stuff when I was a well, maybe around the same time as this. And Vincent Nafrio, I like loved him as an actor, but I was like, he was in this movie for such little time because it looked like he was in this movie and then they replaced him with some other actor to be the bug guy. Oh, when no. I was a kid, that's what I understood. Right. But, but they didn't. That no, was, that was Vincent Nafrio. They like pulled back his face with like <laughs> yeah. toothpicks and shit. Yeah, and CG in one scene. Yeah, it's pretty like. 
I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio's the best. Like, we all know that he will go farther than any other actor in order to play the part, like gaining any pounds for Full Metal Jacket right. or acting with his belly in Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wanted me to gain 80 pounds for this, right? Uh, no. No, it wasn't a thing. I think he actually took a skit off for this. That's actually <laughs> how far he went. They're like, you don't have to. Anyway, he's great. He's also yeah. great because, like... Yeah, he was so willing to do these weird parts. Because when he started acting, he was kind of like the handsome guy. Like yeah, he was, sure, in Adventures in Babysitting. Adventures was, in Babysitting, yeah. he was like oh, the yeah. Thor guy. And mm-hmm. yeah, Happy Accidents was like a romantic comedy. Yeah, he was a romantic lead. Yeah. yeah. He was very well, – and he played Orson Welles and Ed Wood. Yeah. But he was very willing to take these like more grotesque parts. Because like this is a movie where he's literally I – mean, like his skin is rotting out you know, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, but, like, that looks like so much fun to play, too, right? That's true. Yeah. I bet it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Kay has to flash Will Smith. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's got to be a better way to say yeah, that. Yeah, there's... <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but tells him to come back, comes to, tells him to come to this place the next day. And so when he comes, he's... he's Join, he's joining all these other people, like military and police people, to take this test. And there's a written test, yeah. and you know. And I didn't remember him like flat neutralizing his mind, neuralizing, neuralizing. I didn't remember that before because I was like, oh, now you're just gonna have to explain aliens to him again. Like you already did that. Right. And also, let's really pick apart the neuralizer here for a minute. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, a little sidebar on the neuralizer. Sometimes he'll flash someone and then just like be like, hey, you're doing this. And they're like, oh, okay. And other yeah. times, like the first time he does it to Will Smith, he has to like take him out for dinner. And, yeah, like, that was really weird. Buy a bunch of beer and then be like, oh, you were drunk. It's like, why? Yeah. That, uh, That's so much. Yeah. yeah. Was, sometimes it just takes like a lot of work. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the neuralizer, you can, like, change how long, like, ago you need to flash the person for. Well, yeah. Like, you can erase their memory to any time or date that you want. So, But we never see him adjusting the knobs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he had to do it before Will Smith ever, like, saw the guy in the Guggenheim. So he had to do it, like, way before in that night. So he had to come up with a cover story of what they were doing during that time. So I think that's why he took him to the restaurant the, and not just like, hey, you saw something different in the, the sky. The farmer's wife later, they totally – like that's like a week of her life they change. They, oh, yeah. They don't buy a her a Chinese dinner. Or a new <laughs> husband. <Yeah. laughs> How are you going to explain that? Oh, do they? Yeah, they do. Well, they, they – Like Will, that Will drunken, Smith abusive this, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Will right. Smith tries to like give her a nice memory of this whole time, which is very oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Somebody must yeah. have flashed me. <laughs> God. <laughs> No one flashed you. Don't tell that to the cops. <laughs> but yeah, so he sort of turns out to be a little bit – it seems like he doesn't really fit in with this group because they're all like Semper Fi motherfuckers. They're like, you know, jarheads and they're all wearing the suits. And I think he's wearing like another ridiculous like windbreaker, joggy, <laughs> you know, baggy pants sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that was the style of the time, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, he doesn't know where he's going, but if you're going for a job interview, like, dress up a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't know? know where he's going, though. Yeah. He just gets a card and an address. But he yeah. ends up sort of becoming the front runner because he's the only person who's smart enough to pull out the coffee table and write on it instead of, like, mm. trying to maneuver over your leg or something. That's true, yeah. yeah. And they're sitting in those egg chairs, which look cooler than they probably are mm-hmm. yeah and, but also then we get that scene we were talking about where like they have target practice and he sees like an alien that looks evil is just sneezing and things mm-hmm. like that and then so he shoots a little girl in the head because she has a book about quantum physics yeah but the, she could just be a make, prodigy what if her yeah, dad was like, like uh taking it to someone like her dad yeah, yeah. or her mom or mom her could mom. be a physicist yeah. or like what if she was an alien like the other aliens but wasn't but malevolent studying yeah <laughs> None of that made any sense. No. But I mean, it made sense when I was a kid and I loved it. So, yeah. Maybe I'll just shut up. Yeah, it was funny when you were a kid, for sure. (laughs) Because he's like, good shot, though, right? And everyone's like, ugh. They don't seem to value alien life. Let's just just say that right out. Oh, for sure. And they're like... And I feel like that's one good reason to pick Will Smith. He's not going to, like, walk into this alien hub and shoot all of them like the rest of them would. May I ask why you felt little Tiffany deserved to die? Well, she was the only one that actually seemed dangerous at the time, sir. How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, first I was going to pop this guy hanging from the street light, and then I realized, you know, he's just working out. And how would I feel somebody come running in the gym, bust me in my ass while I'm on a treadmill? Then I saw this uh, snarling beast guy 
and I noticed he had a tissue in his hand. I realized, you know, he's not snarling. He's sneezing. You know, ain't no real threat there. Then I saw a little Tiffany. I'm thinking, you know, eight-year-old white girl, middle of the ghetto, bunch of monsters, this time of night with quantum physics books. She about to start some shit, Zed. She's about eight years old. Those books are way too advanced for her. Well, and I think this, like, weird divide, like, this kind of hypocrisy of the men in black that isn't really explored where they are <laughs> they're about, like, housing and helping, yeah, like, these immigrant aliens, which seems like this uh, this kind of positive message. Yeah, progressive thing. Yeah, but then they're also, like, exploding them into goo, like we talked about. If they show any sign of, like, difference or aggression, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that probably stems from like the comic this was based on right because it was based on a like an indie black and white comic that was bought by marvel yeah that's it was right. the, marvel comics the movie. publisher was bought by marvel so oh, okay. all their comics became marvel comics at that point yeah, yeah. well i i'd read that this success of this movie was what prompted marvel to start exploring wow. you know actually making movies out of their other properties that people had heard of Right. Interesting. Well, uh, but the like in the comic, like the men in black are not supposed to be purely this like fun, right, happy place where you go and and have fun things. Like, yeah, there's much more like the dark helicopter sort of thing. Right? Yeah, like the K character is much more morally ambiguous. Yeah, and like they literally shoot people, <laughs> and there's like as well as aliens and stuff. Yeah, and they just use guns, not you know laser like fun stuff. Things. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the. Like I was reading like one of the pages that was up on the internet when he recruits Jay, who's white in the comics, mm. says something like, all right, you're part of the men in black. And then like – and he says, why don't you smile? And then his internal monologue is like, why would I smile when you just made a deal with the devil or something? I'm like, holy <laughs> Jeez, shit. That's, that's way darker than like yeah. I make this look good. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they also they don't just fight aliens; they fight like werewolves or any. It's more like the X Files or something, where it's just any paranormal. But they phenomenon. fight them. Yeah, or like, I, and I think like the first because Will Smith's character was a DEA agent, oh, and I okay. think the first storyline involves like some kind of supernatural super drug. Oh, weird. Yeah. Hmm. So they they got rid of that for the. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the X Files of like Mulder just went around punching things, like punching aliens and werewolves and stuff. Like they just fight all these creatures. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, well, it, people seem to like it. I mean, it's probably really good. It's just I think that like that angle of someone being recruited by this organization that they're distrustful of still. Mm is still kind of present here, even though they try to gloss over a lot of those implications, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So you're saying, like, it has this weird, like, message to the side of the message that is still, like, inherent in the comic books. Like, it seems like confl- conflicting messages. I don't, kind of yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, like, because, okay, let's get real for a second. <laughs> there are men real in men in black, right? Like, there is an ultra uh, shadow government agency. Turn the mics off. <laughs> and, like, they are the ones who, like, clean up after alien things. Like, people believe in this thing. Like, my dad believes that there are real men in black. I think when you do that to the microphone, it makes it louder. Oh, shit. <laughs> when, you, when you put your hand over your face to the microphone. But that sinister aspect of, yeah. like, they're doing things that are illegal. They're doing things that, you know. Well, and... I feel like that like stems from stuff that actually happened, like t- like testing of nerve agents on people, yeah, and like and, whole towns that they've done that what on. Was, what's that thing? The ultra MK Ultra, MK Ultra, yeah. yeah, yeah, like Wormwood, so stuff like that. It's yeah. weird. Like for, I, I don't really sense any of that, like distrust or cynicism or like anything from like Will Smith. He's just like, right. got a good suit, awesome. Got a big gun, awesome. Well, and I feel like they skip over that because it is this isn't a government agency anymore. This is like something that. They're here for the aliens more than anyone else kind of thing. And they, yeah. they kind of like skip over that yeah. government part of it. In a weird way, like it's funny to think that this was a movie that like appealed to the X-Files generation of fans because it's very much like, hey, what if the villains of that were the good guys here? Like right. yeah. it's actually a really good thing that we keep the truth of what's happening from the people. Yeah, people yeah. would freak out if they knew Newt Gingrich was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is also just conflicts with the message of the, this open borders thing that they're doing, right? Like, we need to keep everything secret, but we need to let people in and through and into our lives. Yeah, it's, why can't we go to the alien planets? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that hey, sounds great. Come on. Yeah, I want to go to Alien. Immigration Planets. has to be a two way street. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that that is weird. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it definitely is like I'm sure the comic is based on. I think I even read that like the guy who wrote the comic, who I think wrote the script for this, like he believes in the the stories of the the Men in Black who right. cover up UFO stuff, and that's why he wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll come back in a little bit and talk more about Men in Black after this. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're back with Rewatchability. We're talking about Men in Black and all the conspiracy theories surrounding the Men in Black. I think Blaine's an alien. Anybody else? I'm pretty sure I'm an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we haven't even gotten to Linda Fiorentino, who I remembered being a much bigger part of this movie. Yeah, she only is like towards the end. Yeah, she's really only in a few scenes towards the end. And she's kind of used as a pawn in the script, too, because she plays like a kidnapped victim that they have to like save now. Like it's just bad for her character. Yeah. But she's like a mortician and she, uh, that's what this movie, I I thought it was about morticians (laughs) and in black. (laughs) No, she's like, no, no, you're thinking that because Barry Sonnefeld directed the movie with Morticia. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like the coroner. She works in yeah, the morgue. Yeah, that's right. Mm, the and city morgue, yeah. she gets like the body, the bug. His name is Edgar. He goes and he's after something. And so he goes and there's this guy with a cat having dinner with the freaky tall guy from Twin Peaks. Yeah, the fireman. <laughs> is that the guy who plays fucking Lurch in Adam's Family? I think so. And oh. also Mr. Ohm on yeah. Star Trek. Cool. But Vincent D'Onofrio comes and kills both of them and, like, steals something, which he thinks is what he thinks it is. But it's just, like, some diamonds. It's just yeah. diamonds. Well, and they're talking about, like, because uh, when they go to the uh, to the morgue, they find out through this, like, little alien guy that was in that guy that the, this bad guy is looking for the galaxy. Yeah, that's right. And no one knows what that means. Yeah. And so they have to, like, figure out what the galaxy is. And he says the word, like, Orion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they have to, like, you know, they're, like, doing their thing. Is that little guy in that head, is that, like, a practical effect or is that CG? No, that's practical, I think. It looks yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Because <laughs> yeah. some of the, like, there are scenes where, like, they'll have a CG thing, and then when they cut back to it, it's like a practical yeah. effect. And it always looks better when it's makeup or an animatronic than sure. when they do the CG. Yeah, because yeah. it was Rick Baker for this, right? Yeah. 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 It's such good stuff. And, because, the, and you can tell at the end when, like, the bug reveals itself. You're like, ah, oh, that, no, that yeah, looks pretty bad. bad. It looks pretty goofy at the yeah. end. But, like, stuff like this is kind of what makes the movie. Because there's yeah. not even that. We've got Vincent D'Onofrio kind of doing these things in the background, but there's not like a a plot that really takes up much of the Men in Black's time. Like they're no. kind of going from place to place, just like meeting different types of aliens. <laughs> like it's basically just a showcase for, you know, yeah. special but, effects. Yeah. Like he, Will Smith delivers a baby at one point for oh, yeah, squid basically baby. no reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I mean, yeah, it's like but it's fun, fun yeah. light sort of like, you know pieces but then we also get like you know questioning a dog who's an alien yeah yeah and uh yeah all that all that stuff but linda fiorentino realizes that something is up because the body that she's working on doesn't have a rectum (laughs) hardly knew him (laughs) darn near i mean it did kill him (laughs) right there you go or i guess not having one yeah, so they have, I mean, they have to, after they meet the, like, little guy in the head, they have to... Uh, they have to, like, flash her. Flash her. And then mm. that's when Will Smith is like, you never flashed me, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's nope. when he lies to him. Yeah. Just bald-faced lie. I, do, what do you think about, like, the chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Because they have, like... I think, it's, think it works? I, th- I think it made the movie work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the whole reason for this movie. Their, their chemistry is great. I'm surprised that Tommy Lee Jones can get along with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, kind of especially Will Smith. <laughs> well, the, you know, there was uh, apparently Barry Sonnenfeld, like, s- said he never wanted to work with Tommy Lee Jones because he, like, saw him in an interview, like, a long time before right. Men in Black and was like, I'm glad I never have to work with this asshole. Or well, something like, that he just seems so mean. Yeah, he was just so grouchy. Yeah. And then he said they actually, you know, they actually got along really well. I feel like that's his sense of humor, though. His, like, grouchiness. His deadpan. He just says stuff. Maybe. I think he's trying to be funny, but he's not. That's what I think. Well, I remember that thing, Secretly. like, he said to Jim Carrey, like... What do you say, so Jim like, Carrey? When they were making Batman. You're a funny man. <laughs> before they started shooting it, Jim Carrey saw him in a restaurant and was, went up to him and was like, hey, I, uh, I'm really excited. We're going to make this Batman movie together. And he said something like, I don't sanction your type of tomfoolery or <laughs> something like that. That's funny. <laughs> Is know. it? Is Tommy Lee Jones Sasha Baron Cohen? Like oh, my that. God. <laughs> it's just like it's anti-humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Golden Globes bit was hilarious. <laughs> There is an imperative to them, like, getting the thing before it gets the galaxy because the aliens who are, like, normally good guys, they are coming to destroy the planet if they don't get the galaxy. Like, they've demanded. And that's one of the things that I kind of like about this movie is that the humans aren't at the center of the whole galaxy. Like, we're just policing our planet. There's a whole nother, like, universe out there where, like, you know, you have Star Trek Federation or whatever doing their thing, but they're not human. No. Like, in every show, the humans are, like, the people at the centerpiece of all the aliens. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah. And I like that about this movie. I thought that was good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But we're still in charge of the men in black. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> Till Rip Torn dies. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> But they, so yeah, they, they go see more stuff. They go see David Cross. No, no, the. Oh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio goes to see David Cross. Yeah, and that's one so thing weird. I remember thinking it was so weird. In the sequel, I think David Cross shows up again as a different character because he gets killed in this movie. Gary Seinfeld is just like, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. Like, no one will remember. <laughs> like eight years. <laughs> well, he's good yeah. at playing different characters. It's like, it's like Mr. Show. <laughs> <laughs> This is part of the Mr. Show universe and the Twin Peaks universe. Oh, man. Right. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so, and he's like killing bugs and yeah. Vince Nafrio hates it. I mean, like, uh, they, yeah, they basically just like follow the guy and like try to get Vincent D'Onofrio and stop him from getting the galaxy. They realize eventually that it's in the cat's collar, the cat's named Orion. And then he's like going for like the World's Fair saucers. Yeah, because we find out early on that those are real. Those are the first aliens that came to Earth were in the World's Fair yeah. saucers. Mm-hmm. And they still work after all this time? Sure. Yeah, it's good technology. Because, mm-hmm. like, in the place where I'm from, we have a bunch of, like, fighter jets on, like, giant things. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. North Bay. Yeah, there's one There's one on the 401, too. Yeah. Outside but Belleville. Trenton. I don't think you can go anywhere in them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> can they can. you imagine just crawling the into the cockpit and just taking off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That was, like, all I thought about as a kid. <laughs> Oh, man. Can you imagine? So like, close, but yet so far. Like the people that put them up being like, oh, I thought no one would do that. <laughs> I really thought no one would have the gumption. We greased that pole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's it, they still work. So, so like the guy, the alien goes up and Will Smith like shoots the first one down with his gun. Oh, and then like, I guess like Kay loses his gun. The alien eats it. And so he's like... I'm going to get my gun. He's such a Republican, you know. <laughs> he loves his gun. So he well, loves his gun. Again, going back to like, is this movie like a bit more left wing than we realize? Like they do specifically reference Charlton Heston yeah. early in the movie when yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio says, pride for my cold dead hands. But then he gets eaten. And so he gets it's eaten. like, that must be an anti part of that message. But then like anti NRA, but then, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But then Kay's like, I gotta get that gun. Well, they're pro like crazy laser alien guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every six year old is laser crazy alien guns. Never killed anybody. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> very true. People <laughs> kill people with crazy alien laser guns. Sometimes monsters. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes aliens kill people. Anyway, yeah, that's the <laughs> broad definition there. But Kay, like he, allows himself to be eaten or he like provokes the bug into eating him so that he can get his gun and then like 
Jay has to it's stop such a risk, him. though. Like, he, he doesn't know if that alien's just going to bite his head off. Yeah, like, like you think that on. it would – how many creatures don't, like, chew? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, you can eat me just all in one piece. <laughs> like, what? did he have to, like, read that in a manual, like, aliens that don't chew so he would know <laughs> right. which aliens yeah, yeah. he could be eaten this by? This has ten legs. I think this is one of them that don't chew. <laughs> I feel like a lot of movies do that, though, like – Guardians in the Guardians of the Galaxy Two did that, yeah, and like some others I can't remember right now. It's but like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also there can't be a lot of oxygen in there. No, Are you no. holding your breath for that whole time. Yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like what he's like. Got to be in his sixties here, right? He has his oxygen tank with him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but Will Smith, he makes the uh, as the as Edgar is like going for the other ship, he like makes him angry by like killing some cockroaches because yeah. this makes the bug angry because we've seen that all throughout the movie. Yeah. But it's fun. They, but they don't like, like really explain it. Like, well, cause he's a bug too. But he, they're like, not the understand. same kind of bug. It's a whole different species. He's from a whole different planet. They never say that like cockroaches are related to this bug, but also like, again, oh, like that's... this movie like references weird, like tries to dip its toe into like weird racial allegories too, because he starts killing cockroaches and says like, Oh, y'all look alike to me. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. shit. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> What's well, it trying Will to Smith say? Like, Do I have to say this? <laughs> Theory, <laughs> come on. I did read, I couldn't find a copy of the scripts online, but I did read it like on the Wikipedia article. It said like the original ending instead of the bug thing found, Will Smith and the bug getting into some kind of like existential debate <laughs> while Kay got his gun back. Like World's End or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it was, but that sounded very strange to me. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, and then Kay shoots him from inside. Yeah. Right? And he explodes. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's how that goes. Yeah. And they find the galaxy is on the cat's, uh, cat's thing. Yeah. Color. Well, they already knew that. Right. Well, actually, the half of them still alive. And then Linda Fiorentino kills him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know what's fucked up, though? What's completely, like, unbelievable is that Tommy Lee Jones' suit, his shirt, still perfectly clean. He doesn't even get it dry cleaned. He's been inside a cockroach that exploded. Wait, I thought he was all covered in slime. Yeah, wasn't he covered in goo? Not in, like, the next scene. Oh, weird. It's like maybe the continuity guy was sick oh. that day. Or like or Tommy something. Lee Jones, the, the bucket, they had the bucket of the goo, and he's like, I got to goo you. He's like, you're not going to goo me. <laughs> he's like, okay, okay, I'm not going to goo it. Remember that in post. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, he, he's been pining for like his, old, his girlfriend from like the 50s. Yeah. yeah. But he's also been spying on her through satellites. Yeah. That seems like an invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pervy. Yeah, that's weird. He, yeah, he should get... Fired for that. And she never, didn't quit. And she never got remarried or, like, had a... That was sad to me. It's probably because, like, every time he she got close to somebody, he came down with the thing and flashed her. <laughs> well, yeah, because... He it, went away to Mexico. He doesn't love you. Only I love you. Just fading into the background. He just exploded her husband with, like, a noisy cricket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time... You have to stop doing that, Tommy. Yeah. But then it says that, like, in the, like, uh, epilogue, they, it, they show it in the paper that it says man awakens from 35-year coma. Yeah. He was supposed to be in a coma. Yeah, well, because they had to erase his memory from the last 35 years. But his limbs would be atrophied. <laughs> He'd be, like, all weird and curled up. He'd have to be in rehab for, like, 12 months. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, it doesn't. Okay. okay. But then, yeah, and then she becomes the men in black. And now there's, there's, there's still men in black. Well, that's what I mean. The end of the movie is being like the new generation of men in black. Uh, there's going to be a woman and a person of color instead mm-hmm. of like Tommy Lee Jones and, and John, John Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. With a better mustache. Though Rip Torn's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For now. Until he does something drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like. Oh, and then we didn't talk about the song. Oh, well, the song. Song kicks in. Everyone what a song. Knew the song. <laughs> and that was, I was surprised to hear Will Smith's first solo song. He yeah. He was stepping on his own without Jazzy Jeff. Really? That was his first solo? Yeah, he didn't do one for Independence Day or for Six Weird. Degrees of Separation. <laughs> the Six Degrees of Separation rap would have been amazing. <laughs> I'm Sidney Poitier's kid. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, everyone knows everyone. <laughs> All right, man, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and the, the like the music video is huge. I remember he does like a dance with like that alien that they murdered from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was just like his thing. Like he just made a song for every movie he was in. There yeah, was one for that. Men in Black too, which wasn't as good. Oh, was there? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but that song was on the charts. Like that, like oh, Men yeah. in Black song was in like the top 100 everyone was listening to it that summer yeah it won all like the mtv awards probably <laughs> i don't really know <laughs> just making facts up but it seems like it would yeah, all right. i think it won a pulitzer yeah Peabody award the uh another you know uh, uh, talking about like the culture of this movie at the time i remember department stores all had ray-ban displays oh, with yeah. the men in black you know posters glasses. and stuff yeah and right. glasses and apparently that was a bit of a thing because to sort of like modify them for the movie, they painted over the Ray-Ban logo, which Ray-Ban was pissed about. Right. Mm. So when Will Smith name checks Ray-Bans in the song, that was kind of like a peace offering to Ray-Ban. Oh, wow. my God. And a great song with a product placement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird song, too. He, like, mentions the noisy cricket. Like, it's he picks weird things from the movie to, like, I mean, put into his rap. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It's the commercial song from a commercial movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't, he's not exactly the most authentic musician, <laughs> you know. Though I like his early stuff. Like, you know, the one where he, uh, you know, parents don't understand. That was Oh, good. yeah. I like that song. And uh, Wild Wild West song. Oh, yeah. That, that was Classic. Perfect. Classic. We've never done that movie. No. Well, because, oh, like, nobody would believe that it's good. Like, it's a, it was a Maybe debacle. we'll do that for Patreon. And, like, the thing about Will Smith, like, Will Smith, when he did this movie, he was the man. Like, he had been, he'd just done, like, Fresh Prince was, was it over at this point? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. And Independence Day was, like, such a huge success. And, like, this was so great. And, you know, his music career was good. And, like, he had, like, all the goodwill in the world. And then Wild goodwill. Wild West ruined it goodwill <laughs> but not goodwill hunting <laughs> no but he is like he's insanely charming in this movie he is and tommy lee jones is insanely crusty and they just work together so well good combo For sure yeah this is one of like the highest grossing if not the highest grossing like buddy comedies of all time because it is like apart from all the alien stuff like it is pretty much just like a buddy cop movie yeah yeah Neither it's the same me. formula yeah for sure yeah well you know. Did you guys, they made, you know, I like talking about toys. They did make some toys for this. Did you guys have any of those? My brother did. Yeah? Yeah. What I think he had the Will Smith toy. Do you guys want to see a commercial? You know it. Sure, yeah. The Men in Black, Agents J and K, hunt down Mikey. Nice guy. Blast him. Now Agent J spots trouble. It's Alien Anchor jumping out of his skin. You're history. Taking down aliens. The Men in Black. New Men in Black action figures and scum of the universe. Each sold separately. Scum of the universe. Yeah, that was like the tagline, wasn't it? Protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. Oh yeah. But now they're just they're just reenacting that same murder from the beginning. <laughs> they just shot that guy in the back. Again, like that didn't yeah. seem no, it didn't just. seem kosher. And also, Edgar looks like the Toxic Avenger or something. That toy. Yeah, he's like really painted. <laughs> they used to do that. They just like take a new head oh, and yeah, put it on like sure. an old oh, yeah. E-Man. <laughs> All the. Uh, Maybe we talked about this, but the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves toys were all like unsold Ewoks toys. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> yeah, like the Sherwood Forest play sets and stuff were That's all just Ewok houses. <laughs> Did your mom have that action figure? <laughs> no, no, she didn't. She didn't have that one. So that's Men in Black. I yeah. mean, like I remember being just everywhere at the time. Yeah, people was, seemed to love it. It was huge. It was well, like the yeah, biggest everyone movie. dressed up as Men in Black for like Halloween that year. And wow, it's an easy it's a pretty, costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It you can use your one. Reservoir Dogs costume from last year. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, Men in Black, right? I just came back from a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Men in Black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the it was Rip Torn's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see look up if he's yeah, alive. Yeah, I gotta please. see if he's alive now. The sequel came out so much later. Yeah, I remember it just being like, and it wasn't good. No. no, I just remember it being such a bummer to go see because this movie was such a like cultural phenomenon at the time. Yeah, to have this like mediocre sequels come out and was like largely unhyped from what I remember. Like, I don't think anyone cared at that point. Like, we were kind of past our obsession with you know UFO. Yeah, culture and I things. mean, I think it was still a big movie. I was just it? don't think it was 
very good. Like, I think that they managed to, like, make people go see it. I'm sure it still made, like, a lot of money, but Maybe. I just don't remember it making an impact. And again, the song wasn't great. <laughs> but also, I remember being a little disappointed, and maybe we can talk about her character for a moment, but, like, they do set up Linda Fiorentino as being, like, Tommy Lee Jones's replacement. Yeah, right. well, she dresses in Men in Black. Yeah, and she's literally not in the sequels. Yeah, that wow. was too bad. You think she's just going to get assigned to be his partner just because they know each other? That's kind of what happened. That's what with happened. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they, she was his partner, and then like they make up some excuse about why she's not there or something in the movie. Oh. But I was a little disappointed in that. And yeah, they, I mean, yeah. they tried to make her an interesting character. Like, they had some funny like lines, like even when Will Smith thought she was like coming on to him. And he's like, if you yeah, weren't coming on to me like a now. drunken prom date, and she's like, oh, that's so typical. As soon as like a woman shows any sign of sexual defense, <laughs> like all line. the while, like she's being kidnapped by an yeah, alien cockroach. I don't know. Like I liked her character. I, I do remember like being disappointed. Like, oh, you set up a sequel and then like completely. Like wow. we know that Tommy Lee Jones is going to come back somehow, but to like just completely mm-hmm. with on this dynamic you set up at the end of the first movie. Yeah. I, I do remember the casting of the third movie like was exciting to me though because Josh Brolin looked so much like a young Tommy Lee oh, Jones that I was great, like, yeah. oh, this is going to be great. And it was. It was all right. He looks more like, like a young James Brolin though. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Too bad he wasn't in the movie. And the the bad guy in that was Jermaine Clement, who was pretty good. From uh, what I remember too. Yeah. Whereas in the second one, I think it was like Laura Flynn Boyle and Johnny Knoxville were yeah. the villains. Oh no! Yeah, Johnny I remember Laura Knoxville. Flynn Boyle. Yeah, which again, part of the Twin Peaks universe. Maybe that's oh, yeah. that's what happened to Donna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's go around and talk about if it's rewatchable. Rob, it was like it was fun, but. I sort of had hoped that it was, like, a little bit more substantial than it was. Like, it was a fun ride, but, like, it really is just Will Smith becoming a man in black. There's, like, some vague alien shooting parts, and it doesn't really do much more than that. So, I mean, like, I don't think it's... It's, like, fun to watch, but, like, I don't think that there's much of a reason to go out and, like, exist in the world or whatever. Like, it's such a... It sets up such a cool world and then doesn't, like... You know, there's so much more that you could maybe do with it. I I would like to see the uh, spinoff. I'd like to see what they do with uh, it. Right. But I don't know if, I, if I'll need to watch the first Men in Black again to right. get back on board. But it is rewatchable. It's a fine movie. Jam? Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it again. Not as much as when you were good. a kid. No, not as much as when I was a kid. But I definitely, like you know, laughed and thought some of the set pieces were really fun. And like you said – the world that they build is is interesting. I guess like it does – I think part of the reason why I, I liked it when I was a kid is it did feel like it was like setting something larger up. Like this very much felt like an origin story yeah. for more stories we were going to get. And so the fact that the, you know, the stories we got after this were like fairly disappointing does kind of like taint a lot of the, the fun that comes with this movie for me now I am interested to see what they do with the spinoff especially because like the movie doesn't totally commit to but kind of like flirts with this idea of like telling a story about immigration or like accepting you know uh, multiple cultures kind of living together even though it's you know it's ruined by certain aspects of of the plot but like given like today's political climate like I think a new movie could you know, really do something interesting with that right. premise and, yeah. and that kind of metaphor. So I don't know if that is what they'll do, but like seeing the seeds of that in the original movie make me more hopeful than I than I would have been before rewatching it. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it was totally rewatchable, but uh, yeah, it wasn't up to the standards of of uh, yeah twelve year old me's excitement. You wouldn't go to see it two times in theaters now. I wouldn't get up at like six so. in the morning to go see it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I think the whole like po- political thing, like w- they're going to one direction, then they go in the other direction. I think that's so that they can hit as broad an audience as possible so that, you know, the staunchest re- Republican watching this can be like, oh, yeah, they're saying this for me. And then like the most liberal person can be like, see, they're talking about great like immigration policies. Like I think it kind of goes, it splits the difference and goes well, both directions. Well, it doesn't directions. challenge conservatives on their immigration policy or anything. No, and it doesn't challenge liberals on anything either. Like, it sort of vaguely connects the idea of aliens to the 
you know. But I think that's why it's a confused movie, so that like everyone can kind of buy in and see their own. Yeah, there are also like some vaguely there. racist things, like the Tony Shalhoub's makeup job makes him look like you know like a war propaganda also, cartoon or something. <laughs> what was with like? But he's an alien, so I is it okay? I'm, Tommy calling. Um, well, like, oh, this is Mr. Black. And then he goes, this is Mr. White. <laughs> right. And, like, Will Smith is like, are you racist? Like, I don't understand if you're racist. Like, I yeah, feel yeah. like that was the joke to be like, I don't understand if you're racist or not. It was, like, really weird. Yeah, that was yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, a well-made Hollywood movie. It, Steven Spielberg was an executive producer. It feels like kind of like a big adventure film from him and – yet has the visuals of like Barry Sonnenfeld, which is really cool. I yeah. think it's a really cool mix of a lot of talent. And that's why I think it's a rewatchable movie, I'm going to say, along with you guys. Also, we didn't mention the end where it like reveals that our whole galaxy is in like a marble. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. so that's, that's a fun ending. It's I like yeah. that. But that CG alien is fucking bonkers. It's not great. He's playing bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us this week on Rewatchability. You can check us out at rewatchability.com. You can join the conversation at rewatchability on Twitter or facebook.com yeah. slash rewatchability. And that's our quillion for follow us on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Thank but, you for, for joining uh, in. That's <laughs> really offensive to the Archillian people. Yeah, those, those Archillians oh, are going to kill us. <laughs> They're not going to be nice. And if you want to get that uh, extra podcast a month, you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. And if you like rewatchability, you can go to podcastawards.com. You can nominate rewatchability for a podcast award, which would help us get our name out there. Yeah. We want to win something. I want to wear a pretty dress. <laughs> There's a ceremony, right? You, you don't need an award ceremony to wear a pretty dress. Yeah, no, you really? can just wear one anytime. Thanks. And don't forget to check out our live show at the end of August. <laughs> you just erase you everyone's know. mind of this, this podcast? Oh, yeah, then they have to download it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. More clicks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.